Hello world, this is Roger Corvale and this is For the Hope. Here we read through the Bible conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in his world. You ready? Let's roll. Welcome. Recently here on the podcast, we read the story about how Judas Iscariot went to the Jewish leaders offering to betray Jesus, right? And do you remember what they paid him? Yeah, 30 pieces of silver. So interestingly, here's factoid one for the day. In Exodus chapter 21, uh, verse 32, part of the Levitical law was that 30 pieces of silver was the price that was to be paid to the owner of a slave if that slave was maimed or killed by an ox. But it gets better. I've got another aha moment for you as we close out our day today. Hey, Hopeful, welcome to For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible, where we read through every word of God's revelation of himself scripturally and consider our own life and work stories in light of that, including how sometimes you just can't have planned our reading any better, right? Old Testament, New Testament on separate tracks, and today it intersects because in our Old Testament reading in Zechariah, we hear about that whole 30 pieces of silver thing in Exodus being applied to the Messiah, which was fulfilled hundreds of years later in Jesus. So as we turn to our New Testament segment, one thing to listen for is, and here's the key, listen for how Jesus addresses Judas, and we'll come back to that extra ha-ha moment in our closing reflection today. Matthew chapter 26 Picking up in verse 36. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he told his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. Taking along Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. He said to them, I am deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and stay awake with me. Going a little farther, he fell face down and prayed, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. He asked Peter, So couldn't you stay awake with me one hour? Stay awake and pray so that you won't enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time, he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came again and found them sleeping because they could not keep their eyes open. After leaving them, he went away again and prayed a third time, saying the same thing once more. And then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? See, the time is near. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up. Let's go. See? My betrayer is near. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, suddenly arrived. A large mob with swords and clubs was with him and the chief priests and the elders of the people. His betrayer had given them a sign. The one I kiss, he's the one. Arrest him. So immediately he went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus asked him, friend why have you come then they came up took hold of jesus and arrested him at that moment one of those with jesus reached out his hand and drew his sword he struck the high priest's 
servant and cut off his ears. And then Jesus told him, put your sword back in its place because all who take up the sword will perish by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot call on my father and he will provide me here and now with more than 12 legions of angels? How then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen this way? At that time, Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out with swords and clubs as if I were a criminal to capture me? Every day I used to sit teaching in the temple and you didn't arrest me. But all this has happened so that the writings of the prophets would be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and ran away. Those who had arrested Jesus led him away to Caiaphas the high priest, where the scribes and the elders had convened. Peter was following him at a distance, right to the high priest's courtyard. And he went in and was sitting with the servants to see the outcome. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false testimony against Jesus so that they could put him to death, but they could not find any, even though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two who came forward stated, This man said, I can destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. The high priest stood up and said to him, meaning to Jesus, Don't you have an answer to what these men are testifying against you? But Jesus kept silent. The high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. You have said it, Jesus told them. But I tell you, in the future you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, He has blasphemed. Why do we still need witnesses? See, now you've heard the blasphemy. What is your decision? And they answered, He deserves death. Then they spat in his face and beat him. Others slapped him and said, Prophesy to us, Messiah. Who was it that hit you? Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. A servant girl approached him and said, You were with Jesus the Galilean too. But he denied it in front of everyone. I don't know what you're talking about. When he had gone out to the gateway, another woman saw him and told those who were there, this man was with Jesus the Nazarene. And again, he denied it with an oath. I don't know the man. After a little while, those standing there approached and said to Peter, you really are one of them since even your accent gives you away. Then he started to curse and to swear with an oath, I don't know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed, and Peter remembered the words Jesus had spoken, saying, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. That's all I could do to keep from breaking out in tears. We will come back to that. My friends, as we turn back to Zechariah, we are in the uh, latter portion, which consists of two divine oracles or messages. And both messages, one, deal with God's establishing his kingdom on the earth. And both describe future events, some of which were fulfilled during Jesus's incarnation, some during Jesus's earthly ministry, 
and some when he returns. So, listen toward the end of our reading today for that whole 30 pieces of silver bit. Zechariah 9-11 through 11. A pronouncement. The word of the Lord is against the land of Hadrach, and Damascus is its resting place. For the eyes of humanity and all the tribes of Israel are on the Lord, and also against Hamath, which borders against it, as well as Tyre and Sidon, though they are very shrewd. Tyre has built herself a fortress. She has heaped up silver like dust and gold like the dirt of the streets. Listen, the Lord will impoverish her and cast her wealth into the sea. She herself will be consumed by fire. Ashkelon will see it and be afraid. Gaza too, and will writhe in great pain, as will Ekron, for her hope will fail. There will cease to be a king in Gaza, and Ashkelon will become uninhabited. A mongrel people will live in Ashdod, and I will destroy the pride of the Philistines. I will remove the blood from their mouths and the abhorrent things from between their teeth. Then they too will become a remnant for our God. They will become like a clan in Judah, and Ekron like the Jebusites. I will encamp at my house as a guard against those who march back and forth, and no oppressor will march against them again. For now I have seen with my own eyes." section subtitle, The Coming of Zion's King. Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout in triumph, daughter Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem. The bow of war will be removed, and he will proclaim peace to the nations. His dominion will extend from sea to sea, from the Euphrates River to the ends of the earth. As for you, because of the blood of your covenant, I will release your prisoners from the waterless cistern. Return to a stronghold, you prisoners who have hope. Today I declare that I will restore double to you. For I will bend Judah as my bow, and I will fill that bow with Ephraim. I will rouse your sons, Zion, against your sons, Greece. I will make you like a warrior's sword. Then the Lord will appear over them, and his arrow will fly like lightning. The Lord God will sound the ram's horn and advance against the southern storms. The Lord of armies will defend them. They will consume and conquer with sling stones. They will drink and be rowdy as if with wine. They will be as full as the sprinkling basin like those at the corners of the altar. The Lord their God will save them on that day as the flock of his people. For they are like jewels in a crown sparkling over his land. How lovely and beautiful. Grain will make the young men flourish and new wine the young women. The Lord restores his people. Ask the Lord for rain in the season of spring rain. The Lord makes the rain clouds and he will give them showers of rain and crops in the field for everyone. For the idols speak falsehood and the diviners see illusions. They relate empty dreams and offer empty comfort. Therefore, the people will wander like sheep They suffer affliction because there is no shepherd. 
My anger burns against the shepherds, so I will punish the leaders. For the Lord of armies has tended his flock, the house of Judah. He will make them like his majestic steed in battle. Get this, friends. The cornerstone will come from Judah. The tent peg will come from them and also the battle bow and every ruler. Together they will be like warriors in battle, trampling down the mud of the streets. They will fight because the Lord is with them, and they will put horsemen to shame. I will strengthen the house of Judah, and I will deliver the house of Joseph. I will restore them because I have compassion on them, and they will be as though I had never rejected them. For I am the Lord their God, and I will answer them. Ephraim will be like a warrior, and their hearts will be glad as if with wine. Their children will see it and be glad. Their hearts will rejoice in the Lord. I will whistle and gather them because I have redeemed them. They will be as numerous as they once were. Though I sow them among the nations, they will remember me in the distant lands. They and their children will live and return. I will bring them back from the land of Egypt and gather them from Assyria. I will bring them to the land of Gilead and to Lebanon, but it will not be enough for them. Meaning they'll be so populous and successful, but it will not be enough for them. The Lord will pass through the sea of distress and strike the waves of the sea. All the depths of the Nile will dry up. The pride of Assyria will be brought down and the scepter of Egypt will come to an end. I will strengthen them in the Lord and they will march in his name. This is the Lord's declaration. Chapter 11, Israel's Shepherds, Good and Bad Open your gates, Lebanon, and fire will consume your cedars. Wail, Cyprus, for the cedar has fallen, the glorious trees are destroyed. Wail, oaks of Bashan, for the stately forest has fallen. Listen to the wail of the shepherds, for their, for their glory is destroyed. Listen to the roar of young lions, for the thickets of the Jordan are destroyed. The Lord my God says this, Shepherd the flock intended for slaughter. Those who buy them slaughter them, but are not punished. Those who sell them say, Blessed be the Lord, because I have become rich. Even their own shepherds have no compassion for them. Indeed, I will no longer have compassion on the inhabitants of the land. This is the Lord's declaration. Instead, I will turn everyone over to his neighbor and his king. They will devastate the land, and I will not rescue it from their hand. So I shepherded the flock intended for slaughter, the oppressed of the flock. I took two staffs, calling one Favor, capital F, and the other Union, capital U, like they were named. I took two staffs, calling one Favor and the other Union, and I shepherded the flock. In one month, I got rid of three shepherds. I became impatient with them, and they also detested me. And then I said, I will no longer shepherd you. Let what is dying die, and let what is perishing perish. Let the rest devour each other's flesh. Next, I took my staff called favor and cut it in two, annulling the con covenant I made with all the peoples. It was annulled on that day, and so the oppressed of the flock who were watching me knew that it was the word of the Lord. And then I said to them, if it seems right to you, here we go, my friends, pause. This is, this is Zechariah acting, got two staffs, cut one in half, annulling the covenant that he made. 
And this is verse 12 of chapter 11. Then I, Zechariah, said to them, If it seems right to you, give me my wages, but if not, keep them. So they weighed my wages, 30 pieces of silver. Throw it to the potter, the Lord said to me. This magnificent price, I was valued by them. So I took the 30 pieces of silver and threw it into the house of the Lord to the potter. And then I cut into my second staff, union, annulling the brotherhood between Judah and Israel. The Lord also said to me, take the equipment of, the, of a foolish shepherd. I am about to raise up a shepherd in the land who will not care for those who are perishing, and he will not seek the lost or heal the broken. He will not sustain the healthy, but he will devour the flesh of the fat sheep and tear off their hooves. Woe to the worthless shepherd who deserts the flock. May the sword strike his arm and his right eye. May his arm wither away and his right eye go completely blind. All right, my friends, that's the first of the two oracles that close out the book of Zechariah. So I'm going to read you a, a, a passage from um, a book called Exalting Jesus in Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. And I'm just going to, for the sake of time, just read this, and then I'll share that one final nugget with you. After resigning as a shepherd over his flock, Zechariah asked for his wages, which leads to one of the most striking messianic prophecies in scripture. Zechariah 11:12 was written hundreds of years before Jesus was born, but prophesies exactly how he would be rejected and in great detail when it says, then I said to him, if it seems right to you, give me my wages, but if not, keep them. So they weighed my wages, 30 pieces of silver. In Exodus 21, 32, the same amount of silver was what someone paid for a slave who had been injured to the point that he was no longer able to work. An able-bodied slave would receive twice that amount of money. So basically, the people said to their shepherd, who had ruled over them and guided them with such wisdom and love, You are worthless to us. You will only pay as much as we would pay an injured slave. In the life of our Lord Jesus, this prophecy was fulfilled when Judas Iscariot betrayed his Lord and Master for the same amount. 30 pieces of silver. My friends, get this. In John chapter 15, verse 13 says, Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friend Judas. Jesus is, of course, Lord and Savior. That intimate relationship that I would lay down my life for my friend. He just said is the highest form of love. And he did that even for his enemies. My friend, I don't know how your Monday is starting off today. But I know this. There is nothing, nothing like what can happen for you when in a life fully submitted to this Jesus. Amen. Amen.